Good morning. Thanks for joining us today as we uh, continue studying uh, 2 Corinthians. We're going to pick up today in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, I'm Andy Stoddard. I'm thankful that you've chosen to join us for a few minutes for our morning Bible study and reflection. Uh, I hope however you're joining this through uh, Facebook or YouTube, through Spotify, Apple Podcasts. However, I hope that you are blessed by reading together and that this is a time where we can truly dig into God's Word together and grow deeper as we um, reflect upon what God wants to say to us through Holy Scripture. Today we're in chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians. Um, my Bible has this entitled, Paul Defends His Ministry. So we're going to see Paul kind of talking to his people um, in defending uh, what he does and how he leads. So we'll start. We're going to read the whole chapter. It's only um, only 18 verses. So we'll read this chapter because it really is kind of one grand section together where Paul writes these words. I myself, Paul, appeal to you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold when away from, when from you, bold towards you when I'm away. I ask that when I am present, I need not show boldness by daring to oppose those who think we are acting according to human standards. Indeed, we live as human beings, but we do not wage war according to human standards. For the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against us, against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive and obey Christ. We are ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If you are confident that you belong to Christ, remind yourself of this, that just as you belong to Christ, so also do we. Now, even though I boast too little of our authority with which the Lord gave for the building you up, and not for the tearing you down. I am not ashamed of it. I do not want to seem as though I am trying to frighten you with my letters, for they say his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak, and his speech is contemptible. Let such people understand that what we say by letter when absent will also do when present. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they do not show good sense. We, however, do not boast beyond limits, but we will keep within the field that God has assigned to us, for we reach out even as far to you. For if we were not overstepping our limits when we reached out to you, we were the first to come all the way to you with the good news of Christ. We do not boast beyond our limits, that is, in the labors of others, but our hope is that, as your faith increases, our spirit of action among you may be greatly enlarged, so that we may proclaim the good news in lands beyond you, without boasting of work already done in someone else's sphere or action. Let the one who <clears throat> boasts boast in the Lord. For it is not those who commend themselves that are approved, but those whom the Lord commends. <clears throat> okay, what Paul's talking about here is this. You see this a lot in Paul's works. Because remember, Paul was an itinerant preacher. He would come into town, he would preach, uh, he would stay for a season, and then he would leave. So Paul was moving on, and he would stay longer times in certain places, but Paul was always in the move. So he says here, we hope that we can go beyond you and preach. Um, so Paul would preach for a time, he would start, he would plant, he would water, and then he would leave. And then there would be conflict emerge sometimes. And you'd have people taking sides and, and, and sometimes having legitimate theological debates, sometimes having conflicts. And so Paul would write back to Corinth, especially 1 Corinthians, we see this. In 1 Corinthians, he spends so much time answering questions that they wrote to him about. So Paul, many times, is responding back to these churches with questions that they wrote him about. So he is quite bold in his letters, especially to a church like Corinth. You see, I've been teaching 
1 Corinthians on Wednesday nights at St. Matthew's, and now we've been walking through 2 Corinthians together in this morning reflection. And it's interesting to me to kind of, in a fairly compact time, get a full picture in Scripture of Paul's running to Corinth. And you know what you see in this letter, these two letters? He loves these people. Like, he truly loves this church of Corinth. And so because you see how much he loves them, you see that his words with Corinth are often more harsh at times than they would be with another church. Because if you love someone, you usually are more honest with them. You are less, I don't want to say less concerned about how you come off, but just think about your relationship with your spouse or with your children or with your parents. You typically are going to be a lot more truthful with your spouse and you're going to care a little bit less about appearances with your spouse um, than you are with a complete stranger because you don't question your spouse's love for you. I know I know Holly loves me. I, she knows I love her. So we're much more truthful with each other, not only in conversation, but sometimes, you know, even in terms of frustration. I don't worry about her love. So I'm much more secure in my comments. Paul loves these people so much. They sometimes like, come on, guys. Seriously? Seriously, come on. And one point he says, do you want me to come to you with a whip? And that's what he's talking about here. He says here, it says, um, his letters, for they say in verse 10, that they say for his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. In other words, Paul would write very boldly in the letters, but speak more humbly in person. And he says here, Guys, I, I'll say to you in person what I'm saying to you in a letter if I need to, but I don't want to cause any greater conflict because this church also understood conflict. So I think, I think what's important for us when we see this in Paul is Paul understood his people and he loved his people and he understood what his people needed at each time. And so I think it's important for us in relationships to, to know each other well enough and to trust each other well enough to be able to be honest with each other. And I, I think... One of the great problems in our world today is um, statistics show very few of us have true friends. Most, I mean, you're watching this or listening to this through the Internet. You're watching it either on social media or on YouTube or you're streaming it through a podcast or you received it as a text message on your phone or an email in your inbox. We aren't one-on-one -on -one with each other now. We're they're doing this through media. So many of our connections today are not true connections and we don't always have those deep level of relationships with individuals that we can have conflict with that we can be honest with and that means we don't truly have people in our life who we know that are there for us our life becomes performative our life becomes instagram our life becomes TikTok or, or, or other social medias where our, our life is a performative thing for others to see. Instead of a relationship, we invite others into and that we deeply care for them and they deeply care for us. Paul fussed at Corinth. He did. He fussed at them. But he loved them. And he says, you're the first people I came to. I came to you first for anywhere else. Remember, I was the first person reading the gospel to you. Paul loves these people. And because of that, you see the honesty that he has with them. And I think that's something that's missing in our world today, are those honest relationships in our life. Those honest relationships with people who we know that we are there for, but just as importantly, that they're there for us no matter what. And so 
I think an important homework, if you will, for us today and maybe in the days to come is to think about what are those relationships in your life? Is it your spouse? And are you investing in your marriage? Is your parents? Is your children? Is it your colleagues at work or your classmates in school or your teammates on, on a team? Who are the relationships in your life that you truly value? And are you investing in those relationships? Are you seeking to love those people in your life? Are you seeking to serve those people in your life? Are you there for them in their times of trial, in their times of trouble, in their times of hardship? And if we can form those bonds of individuals that love us and that we love them, then not only will we be there for them in their times of conflict or trouble or tragedy, but they can be there for us. And when we truly love each other, we can look past differences. Uh, we can look back past the shouting matches of this world. We can actually be there for each other. So look around your life and attend to the relationships in your life. As Paul was doing with Corinth, where there's relationships in your life. And if you don't have them, reach out to people in your life. Find a church where you can invest in. Find social activities. Reach out to people at work. And that can be hard. It can be difficult. It can be a challenge. But we need those things. We need those things. We need the people in our life to love us. And I, I do think church is a great opportunity for that, whether it be in a Sunday school class, a small group, even worship. Speak to the person on your pew. Look, walk across the room and speak to somebody you've never spoken to before. Because when we all reach out and form these relationships, we're all healthier. Um, John Wesley said, the Bible does not speak of solitary religion. And what he means by that is that we need each other. That our faith is not private, that we need each other. We need these relationships. So who are those relationships in your life like Paul has with Corinth? Who are those folks that you need to pour into, that you need to pour into you? And if you don't have them, those relationships, pray for God to open doors in your life for you to have them through church, through work, through social activities, through these things. And find those folks who you can love and likewise who can love you. So there's nothing better than relationships. Hey, thanks for being part of this today. Uh, comment below with any questions you have. Message me, email me. I'd love to continue this conversation. So thanks for being with us today. Have a great rest of your day.